Thank you for joining us for After the Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, you can follow us on social media under the handle at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org. Well, I think that's a good place to start. Uh, welcome to After the Message. We're going to get Pastor Megan on here very shortly. <laughs> so, Pastor Megan, if you're listening, get ready. Yeah. Uh, today, I'm joined by uh, Daniera Pittman. How hey, are everyone. you? I'm doing so good. How are you? I'm doing well. Daniera, the daughter of Pastor <laughs> Keith Pittman. Why don't you go ahead and tell the folks who may not know like some of your responsibilities at the church and some of the things that you like to work on and got going on yeah some of my responsibilities I feel like that's changing weekly of course <laughs> but um yeah I'm my parents project manager so that's from like scheduling meetings to just connecting with like other churches connecting mm-hmm. with speakers um travel, travel arrangements yeah I'm making travel arrangements I recently got into photography, so I'm taking photos at the church now, too. Which, let me stop you. <laughs> the photos have been on point. Oh, stop. They have. They have been really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've really, I've really like, dang, okay, Daenerys knows what she's doing. So, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm trying. They look yeah. great. And doing I think Jen would second that. So, Jen's got the <laughs> thumbs up. They're good. <laughs> so, doing that, um, connecting with the youth. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Right on. You, uh, you were, you, didn't you go to ministry school or do inter- ministry yeah. internships a lot? Yeah. So I did Celebration College for okay. two years while also doing Southeastern University. Okay. So um, in Jacksonville, um, SU has an extension site there. So some of the pastors and the, um, yeah, some of the pastors and people on staff there were able to teach the classes in person okay. while I also was doing ministry school. So I did that for two years, and then I did an internship in Atlanta, and then from there I moved down to Orlando. Right on. What's so. What was your Southeastern experience like? It was it was really cool, um, especially since like some of the pastors I was able to connect with, um, I get to see them like, in a teaching setting, mm-hmm. and that was just able – or I was able to like just connect with them on a deeper level and ask questions or yeah. if I wanted to just pop up in their office and just talk to them about something random, then mm-hmm. I can do that. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, I didn't really get like the full college experience living on campus, which was fine. I saved so much money. Buku money. <laughs> I've seen, I've saved so much money not doing that. So yeah, I think it was a pretty great experience. Well, I'm, uh, I'm actually thinking about going back to school myself. So when we, when we cut the tape, stick around because I want to <laughs> yeah. talk to you about it. But, sure. um, man, this this series that we're in, uh, I thought about you being one of the guests for sure because I know that you're going back to school right now, right, yeah. for political science. Is I that am. correct? Yeah. So in this series and obviously in the season, uh, you were one of the first people I was like, all right, I got to get De Niro on after the message to talk about it because this is an interest of yours, you know? Oh, yeah. And we, we're kind of, Pastor Keith has kind of talked about it a, a little bit and stuff about, um, what does it look like for us to live and how do we live, you know, in this and how do we, how do we mirror the kingdom, you know, mm-hmm. in strife and what is the year 2020 you know basically like (laughs) the chaos that is 2020 so what kind of I guess what kind of propelled you to pursue 
political science or is that something you just always been interested in or, or yeah what what kind of led you to that yeah so I was thinking about doing political science probably um gosh probably like in 2017 I was thinking about it I was still at I was in my first semester at SU mm-hmm. and I applied to UNF I got in because I was just going to do the ministry school side of Celebration College and then go to UNF um but I felt like um I felt like the Lord said no, so mm. I just didn't do it. And so when everything kind of erupted with like the George Floyd thing, like that's just such a burden of mine. It's mm. just like racial um, equality. And so I just continued to pray about it and just pray like, Lord, like what is my role and responsibility in this? Like I know like this burden is from you because mm-hmm. um, it's not something I can just like shake off and move on. So um, I continued to pray about it and I felt like he led me like down this path of mm. doing political science. Um, I don't know what that really means in the long okay. run. I'm just trying to be obedient um, right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just have a, just a deep passion for um, just racial equality. And I definitely see myself doing something like in a nonprofit setting. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't know exactly what that means practically, but yeah, yeah that's kind of what led me to being here right now. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great next step is, you you sort of have a good foundation on the ministry side of things yeah. slash nonprofit. Let me get a let me get a side of things from the political viewpoint yeah. and then be mm-hmm. able to mesh those two together yeah, and exactly. who knows what could come of that. So yep. I think that's a great next step. Um so with all that being said, you know, we are talking about Daniel and kind of the parallels between that story and our current state and yep. you know, um the God's people being in Babylon and trying to still honor God in the way that they live, mm-hmm. you know, Daniel included and his friends. Um, but at the same time, like not being defiant to local authority, yeah. I guess, in your opinion, like what, what do you think is the, what's the difference or what's the distinction between like honoring government authority, but not just being blindly compliant, you know, like how do we do that? Like kingdom oriented. Yeah. That is a really good, great question. Yeah. Cause I think about it all the time. Like what's the difference in me being defiant as opposed to me being compliant, you know? Yeah. And, And how do I, how do I respectfully or honoring, honoring God? How do I, how do I do that? How do I be a good citizen, but also realize that this isn't all there is, you know, yeah, America sure. just isn't it. Like we, like Pastor Keith said, we are citizens of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is just such a great question. I, it reminds me of in Romans when Paul says like, we we're supposed to like honor and respect mm-hmm. government, mm-hmm. like people that are in government authority. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I first read that, I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's extremely hard, hmm. especially when you see like the hate from, it doesn't even matter what side it's on. There's just so much hatred that's out there. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. So I think there, there has to be a point where we do have to honor mm-hmm. and respect those, even though we may not agree with what they're doing or the policies that they're passing. However, that doesn't mean that I have to be openly supportive of it either Mm, if that mm -hmm. makes sense yeah um because i i do believe that we are supposed to honor one another like we're supposed to call we're we're called to love one another and so in doing that like we're supposed to listen to what the other party has to say we're supposed to listen to um 
some of the input that they have, but I don't think it has to be um, hatred either. Mm -hmm. So I think there's like a fine like line in the middle that we all have to come and be like, okay, like I may not agree with what your opinion is, but that doesn't mean I have to like delete your number and call you out on Facebook. Like (laughs) there's just these wild extremes that we're seeing right now. And I'm, and it's just, it breaks my heart. Like, Mm as Christians to see it mm-hmm. to you. Cause we're like, as a series says, we are citizens of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that means that we are supposed to act, um, as that, not mm-hmm. as the world. And so it breaks my heart. Cause that doesn't draw people to the Lord. Sure. Doesn't draw people to want to come to a church. That's maybe have this crazy stance that's spewing out hate. Mm-hmm. And so I think we just have to get back to being Christ followers and just simply loving one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, along the lines of things that we've talked about earlier in our series of, you know, what did Jesus really say about cancel culture, mm-hmm. you know? And, yep. and we talked about how just because we're for someone doesn't mean like we're necessarily endorsing yeah. that. And there's a difference between like supporting and and all that and all that stuff. And also uh, another series like what does God want? We talked about God wants a family mm-hmm. and we talked about how we're all created in the image of God. Yeah. And so both sides of the aisle are created mm-hmm. they have dignity you know what yeah. i mean so you're right it's it's tough to be able especially if you disagree with someone on something as like um polarizing as the race conversation mm-hmm. can be uh it's difficult to be able to to show that person christ like love yeah. you know but i think i think we overcomplicate it to yeah. be honest with you i think we overcomplicate it on both sides as I think we overcomplicate it with, well, we need to do this in order mm-hmm. to stand out. Yeah. And I also think like we get our ideology so wrapped up into politics. Hmm. And so we say like, oh, the Bible says blah, 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 blah. And it's like, actually, that's not even the context of the scripture that you're trying to like push whatever agenda that you're trying to push. Like mm-hmm. there has to be a place where we are not looking to the world <laughs> for like peace because it's never going to be able to come to us. Like, if you look throughout your life, what has the world been able to offer you that has given you peace? <laughs> yeah, nothing. nothing. I <laughs> mean, been nothing at all. <laughs> at the time of this recording, my uh, my Tampa Bay Rays just lost oh, the World yeah. Series last night. I was thinking night. about you last night. I was like, I hope Nate's okay. <laughs> yeah, and so it's been a tough it's been a tough twelve hours um, so far. How long it's been, I, I don't know. But and I was thinking about that even earlier today. I was like, man, how much how much was I stock was I putting in like that to provide me happiness, Mm -hmm. just wanting to win so bad. And then we lost and like how, how much it affected me. So I don't know, a little tangent on that, but you're right. Like how much, how much has the world provided me with peace? I mean, none really be substantial and it it be substantial for a long time. Like it may be a short time, Mm -hmm. like pleasure or satisfaction, but like that hasn't lasted you for years. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's not true peace. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, I mean, what has 2020 been like for you personally, for Denier Pitt? It's been, I would say it's been probably the hardest year of my life, Hmm. but it's also been like the strongest year, like spiritually. Hmm. So it's just like a weird place to be. Yeah. Cause like the situations haven't gotten easier. Like I think in Craig Rochelle's book, he talks about his friend that has like tendonitis or something and he says the pain hasn't been easier but like how I how I carry the pain has gotten like you get a different perspective with that so that's kind of 
that's kind of perspective I've had, um, mm. especially like in the beginning year, I've had issues with my asthma. Mm. Then I got COVID mm. and I was like, okay, like, and I was stuck in the house for six weeks. So that doesn't, Jeez. that's just not good for your like mental health at all. <laughs> um, and then two weeks after that, I break my toes. So then it's like this weird place of not being mobile. And so now I'm finding out a place like, okay, like yeah. <laughs> what really is this year? But I feel like it's really just been one of my, um, strongest years spiritually. Um, I, it's one of those things where it's like, it's crazy for me to say, but like, I'm, I'm kind of happy that I got COVID because mm. I'm not sure if I would have been totally dependent on God if I didn't go through that season. Mm. Cause I think there's so many times we can try to, um, rationalize our faith. Like I'm a good at that. Um, I'm overthink a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so I can try to rationalize like, or like not really having to put my faith into practice as much because I can rationalize it. But like when you're at like the the deepest point and like there's nothing else you can turn to but the Lord, like that just doesn't give you like more strength than that. Like you don't get more strength than in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a tough year, but um, on the spiritual component, like I've just I've just grown so much. Yeah, in that. So that's I'm super encouraging for, for me personally. Yeah. Yeah, that's encouraging to hear because I feel like there's a lot of stories that are opposite, you know, yeah. like worst year ever, like, and people suffering with, you know, mass anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and uncertainty. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think it's been a wake up call for a lot of people and myself included, but it, it, it does definitely parallel the story that we talked about with, you know, the fiery furnace, mm-hmm. the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego story that I've heard since day yeah. one of being a kid in Sunday school. But um, it has put it in a, a different light. And and I think the best um, the best statement was if uh, if then versus even if. Yeah. You know, and I think I think we've had to use or we've had to try and put that more into practice this year because our comfort has been disrupted. You know, and and where are you more are you more concerned about your convictions or your comfort, I mm-hmm. guess is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. And I think what they modeled for us so well is like that would be the most gruesome death ever. Oh my god. Being burned alive, you know? But Poor they <laughs> Exactly. But they were just like, Hey, even if, you yeah. know, God's still our God. And man, I don't know. I don't know what's down the road for Christendom and, and if there's any, you know, sort of persecution headed our way or anything like that for being people of faith and people of the kingdom. But mm-hmm. it really makes you stop and think. Yeah, it does. Cause I'm like, what I, what I've gotten in the furnace. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have a scary way to go out. It is. And I even think about kind of what your dad was talking about like stand up and speak up Mm -hmm. like what are the times in my life where I didn't do that Mm. or what are the times in my life what are circumstances right now where I need to be doing that have you ever like have you ever faced that pressure I mean the title of the sermon was under the influence like we're we're all we can all be so easily influenced by and I know for me it's just people around me just because Mm -hmm. I want people I don't like I don't like disruption, you know, I like mm-hmm. everything to be everybody yeah. cool. Like what's, what's the biggest thing for you? I think is my question. Is it media or people or your own head or what, what do you think is 
can influence you if you're not careful. Oh yeah, I think for sure. Um, I think it's I think it's the media, mm. especially like when you see um, you see a lot of things being brought to the surface, especially with like just injustices um, in general. And so it's like, dang, am, am I not caring enough? Like, mm. am I not like, do I need to post more about this? Like you you feel kind of like, I don't know, just kind of guilty. If I, if I don't say this, that means that I'm hmm. doing this. And it's just kind of like, I think sometimes we just put pressure on ourselves that mm. like God has not placed there. Yeah. Um, because I think there is a difference between like burdens and convictions. Mm-hmm. I think they're very similar, but there is a difference with that. So I feel like bur- with burdens, it's um, something that God has, I don't know. I just feel this in my spirit. But yeah. I feel like with burdens, it's like God is giving you this for you to either like care about or make some sort of like action with. Mm. I feel like convictions is like God is calling you to be like set apart from. Mm. And so when you look at convictions, it's like, okay, like I'm, I know I'm not supposed to be a part of that or partake in that because God is calling me and drawing me to be part of a higher standard Hmm. if that makes sense no that that wasn't all over the place no 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 that makes sense for (laughs) sure that definitely makes sense and i think um you know standing up and speaking up i think the world's really good at speaking up oh yeah and we say it's standing up but Mm -hmm. is it really like you know what i mean like are we is the world really on the front lines of a certain issue or is it just saying an opinion yeah. And I think that's that's one of my fears about the church and kind of one of my prayers mm-hmm. for the church is that we can be people that not only speak up, but we actually stand up, yeah. you know, and, and we actually are boots on the ground, you mm-hmm. know, and I've been reading a lot of New Testament, Paul's letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times he's just saying like, hey, um, just do the simple things right so that people can realize yeah that you're different Mm -hmm. and it's not so you can be praised. It's so God can for sure. So I think it's a really simple formula. Yeah, I think it is. I sorry. I'm processing. That's fine. But I just think, um, I feel like my dad preached this message and I forgot what he called it, but it's, he said something about outrage. And so Hmm. I think it's, I think it's just, as a church, as a people, um, we we just can't look like the world. Mm-hmm. Like if we we can't look like something that we're trying to like impact or change. Mm-hmm. Like we have to be, um, of course, leading people to Christ, but also modeling that through like the fruits of the spirit. Kind of like we were talking about like last week. Like we have to be a people that's modeling Jesus um, and not excluding them through like hate or being like. Oh, this is what it says in Leviticus and you have to do blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like that doesn't draw people in. Right. It just, it just doesn't. Yeah. All that is is speaking up. I think standing yeah. up too, but exactly. one of the, one of my favorite, um, lines from this past week's sermon was faith isn't predicated on outcomes, mm. uh, because we have a different outlook. Yeah. Um, what's your faith like? Are you, because you were talking about how like you can, you can analyze Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, what's, I guess, what's your, are there moments in your life where it's more prevalent or how, how have you 
you know, the Bible says to work out your salvation. How are you doing that? I guess is my question. And yeah. what's your faith usually like? Yeah. I mean, I would say previously I could just rationalize it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, it says this, mm-hmm. that means that this is going to happen mm-hmm. or, um, or, I mean, of course I would pray about it, but it wouldn't be something that like, I would be, I don't know, just totally dependent on God. That's like the only way I can really explain it. Like mm-hmm. meaning that, no, like I'm placing all my energy, all my time, like I'm fasting and placing that this situation, I'm bringing it before the Lord. I'll pray about it and just move on quickly. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I prayed about it. Let's, let's, let's work on the action to what I'm praying for. But I feel like now I'm being more sensitive to like what God like really wants for me and what is he trying to do through like this season like Mm -hmm. previously i would be like oh i just want to i just want to get out this season like i just want to hurry up and bypass anything (laughs) or i wouldn't or sometimes i wouldn't even step out into things because i knew it it would it would require faith yeah um and so that was like at a time where i really struggled with anxiety like really anxiety and fear really really bad like i didn't want to step out and do anything because i was afraid of okay, if this didn't work out, then like I place all my energy and faith into that. But then that goes back to like, even if it doesn't, mm-hmm. this doesn't produce, like God is still good. He's mm-hmm. still um, amazing in all his ways. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of where I feel like my faith yeah. is at now. What were, what were some of your steps to kind of overcome anxiety? What yeah. like what? Because I know that there's a plethora of others out there who have dealt with that and maybe they've tried multiple different things like what what's your story been with that yeah so um i don't want to sound overly spiritual but i actually got kind of healed from anxiety oh wow um so we had the awakening conference this was when i lived in atlanta at the time i just came down to jacksonville for the awakening conference i think that was in 2018 okay i think it was in 2018 um and so pastor carrie did like an altar call and it's like hey like I feel like there's people who've been tormented in this room. And um, when I was living in Atlanta, I would just pray every single night. Like I just had like this heaviness, just super anxious when I lived there. Um, And so she does this altar call. I raise my hands. I'm crying. And she was like, okay, like this, she's like, I feel like healing's taking place, but um, you may not be able to see it now. Hmm. I'm maybe like down the road. And she was like, just test it out. See how you feel. Like when you go to sleep tonight, all that kind of stuff. And like ever since that day, like I have not like, had anxiety really it's just been like there have been moments where i have felt like this nervousness and this anxiousness but like this deep anxiety that like i used to have like i i just do not have that anymore and Hmm. so um to give advice to someone um yeah the skeptics out there what what would you say to that (laughs) um i would just i don't want to be like just pray i think you need to invite people in like Hmm. because my closest friends they knew about it they knew that i struggled with it and so um they of course prayed for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never stepped out into doing this, but like going to like a counselor or a therapist mm-hmm. and seeing what they do for you. But every single night I would pray, like God has not given me a spirit of fear, but mm. a peace, love and a sound mind. Like I would pray that over myself every single night mm. um, when I was struggling with it, because as the years progressed, like it just got worse. But like after that time I went to that conference, like I, have not had it wow so man there's a lot there i think one of the biggest uh components of that story is your your consistency there you know and um 
that even if mentality of like, yeah. Hey, it may not be healed tonight, but tomorrow night I'm going to pray for the same thing, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and I, you know, again, it, it kind of goes back to the, the story of, of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be consistent. You mm-hmm. know, we're going to be consistent, worship God, no, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and we may not, we may not see fruit of it today, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean tomorrow that we're going to do anything different. Yeah. So I think what, I think another like disclaimer to put out there when you hear stories like that, if you're listening is like your story doesn't have to be Daenerys story, you know, like (laughs) God's creative enough to work in other ways. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. Why, why do you think it's, do you think it's more rampant now? And have you, I don't know if you've done any research on it, like the history of it, but why do you think it is such a big and I don't, I don't want to use the word, it's not just a topic, it's an actual thing, but why do you think it is such a big issue in 2020 and, you know, the 21st century? Yeah, um, I don't think COVID helps, especially being in isolation where, um, like, placing hope in systems, mm. um, like, placing hope in, like, career goals and things like that, like, I don't think that really um, helps when you start looking at... Um, anxiety I think it's more rampant now than anything is just uncertainty hmm. like that's what anxiety is like you're you're fearful of like uncertainty hmm. like you you can't have you like well you don't know what is exactly certain so you continue to process over like in these what if statements at hmm. least for me that was what it was like what if I do this and I fail and what if this and then I end up going down a rabbit trail? What if I'm homeless? And it's like, <laughs> I just, it's just like these sh- yeah. extreme things. Wow. And so I think within everything that's happened because of COVID, like it definitely has not helped. Um, and I think people have just, I think people have walls up as well. Hmm. Um, I think people may not want to just outwardly address it. Yeah, I, don't, I was trying to find the right word. Mm. <laughs> I don't think people outwardly want to address it because they're scared of what may happen if they don't see results mm. in trying to get help either. Like it's, there's just so many factors of just being like stuck in the middle of like, okay, you know what, this is just, this is just something I'm gonna have to deal with for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. Wow. Um, I think there's a different way in to carrying in carrying it um by placing i don't want to say placing more trust in the lord because there are people out here who are probably like i've been doing that for seven years now i mm-hmm. still haven't seen anything um but i think it's just learning how to carry it hmm. in a healthy way interesting as well speaking of uh, thinking about different outcomes there's a lot of um there's a lot of fear about the coming weeks Mm -hmm. and months. And I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, man, what do you think? Do you think a lot of this stuff is just, uh, perpetuated and it's gotten to a certain point where it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy Mm -hmm. where now it's going to be (laughs) really bad. Or do you think it's just all hype? And then once there's a decision made on who our leader is going to be, like it'll kind of blow over. Like, have you thought about that at all? Yeah, I think it, I definitely think it's going to be messy. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't, 
I don't have fear about it, mm-hmm. but I do think like whoever it's going to be, it's just, it's just going to be messy. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the state of this world, like there's people who are destroying each other on social media. I just saw like a, a video today of um, like both of the parties who are just protesting and they're like yelling and fighting. And I'm just like, like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, it's just, it's just kind of mind boggling to like, just look at and just be like, wow, like this is, this is the state in like our country. Like, and mm-hmm. I feel like it wasn't like this 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, maybe I'm wrong and I was just blind to it, but I feel like 10 years ago, like we were just like, like it was easy to be friends with someone with different mm-hmm. beliefs. Now yeah. it's like, Oh, you don't believe what I believe. We're not friends. And like, we can never hang out ever again. Like it's, hmm. I don't think it has to be to that point, but I feel like over the past few years, it's just gotten to this, like kind of like a volcano. Like it's just like bubbling, just mm-hmm. like small things that are just happening. And of course, like more racial injustice continue to happen. I saw like another, like unarmed black man die yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, this is just it just adds more to it. Like yeah. when you see small, not small, but when you continue to see like instances like that continue to add to it, it just is not helpful yeah. at all. Um, but you know, like I, I have hope for the future, even though like no matter how this ends, like I, I'm just at a point where I'm like, I, I can't place hope in this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My hope comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. Um, and so that's just kind of like where I, rest in yeah if you would have asked me that like five years ago i wouldn't have said that but really now i'm like no like i because i can't control it mm-hmm. and that's another thing in anxiety is like you want to control like the different spaces and narratives and decisions in your life and it's like i can't control this but what i mm-hmm. can't control is my hope in jesus mm-hmm. i can control my faith like i can control um listening to him and spending time with him like those are the things i control i can't control Hmm. so that's where i'm going to place my energy yeah i was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying man it's almost becoming easier or maybe i heard this i don't know but the thought came to me regardless it's almost becoming easier to like be a christian because you can stand out like a sore thumb if you're just kind yeah you know not nice because i mean anybody can be nice but Mm -hmm. if you have true kindness yeah it's like, what, what are you doing? Like, who are you? You know, yeah. why are you, why are you that way? Exactly. Um, and so it just kind of struck something within me. Like Daniel wasn't the only Israelite in Babylon, mm-hmm. you know, but he was the one that stuck out because yeah. he, he decided he made a decision, you know, I mean, who knows that I'm sh- maybe there were other people of God that were doing the same thing, but the story's written about him. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what yeah. we have to go off of. But yeah, I just, I just think that kind of what I was trying to say earlier is we just, we overcomplicate and we try and add all these layers and systems mm-hmm. and everything when really it's just love, joy, peace, kindness, yep. goodness. Mm-hmm. self-control yeah you know like <laughs> self-control <laughs> yeah. if we can if we can model self-control for the world like mm-hmm. how how great of a, a place could that be yeah exactly so what are what are some things that i asked Vinny the question last week and i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna ask this um for the next few episodes of the podcast what what's your hope for the church in 10 years and where where do you kind of see the church and i i feel like 
the global church and especially here in America has learning some new things and some new rhythms and um you know quarantine has definitely thrown things off and we've been interrupted mm-hmm. you know we've been interrupted from our regular scheduled programming yep. and now we're trying to figure out okay are there different avenues or different ways that we can gather and practice our faith and actually be the church yeah what's kind of your hope for the next 10 years as the church i just hope that we can kind of get back to the point of being citizens of the kingdom like if we can get out of not trying to push a certain narrative or political agenda and just simply be the church, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think there's hope in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we like, if we're still advocating for just political agendas from the pulpit, like I just, I do not know how fruitful that will be, Mm -hmm. especially since like we are called to be the bride of Christ. So that means that we need to be, loving one another as brothers and sisters as christ Mm -hmm. so as the global church we are supposed to be a family we're supposed to be interdependent on one another and Mm -hmm. not just be sectioned off or well our church have a stance on this and this is what we believe and it's not even entirely like biblical like Hmm. i think we just have to get back into simply doing what the bible says Mm -hmm. (laughs) um sorry if that's aggressive but i just feel like that's what it like I don't know. I think when we just get so caught up in just these systems and the like ways of the world and then trying to adopt that as the church, it's not going to be fruitful. So I have hope in hoping that we can get back to a place of just simply doing what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Methodologies have become like our new way to worship, you know, (laughs) it's, it's, well, how do you guys do it? How do you, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I think that the next question that I've been asking myself, and I don't have an answer to it, but why not throw it out in the room? How how in the world are we supposed to get all of the denominations and all of the different type? How how are we supposed to get on the same page? You know, yeah. And one of the sad realities of this is there are churches that are no longer mm-hmm. existent because they just couldn't, they couldn't pay the light bill anymore, yeah. you know, very simply. And and that's, that's tragic that a church has to shut its doors, mm-hmm. especially if it's, you know, kingdom focused and on mission and all that stuff. But, yep. um, one of the things that I was talking to is somebody, I was like, well, I was talking to a venture capitalist and he was telling me that, cause I was asking him about the economy and what he thought was going to happen. And he was telling me that, the market's oversaturated. So it's probably a good thing that some businesses have to shut down. Mm. And I started thinking about, man, I wonder if that's true for the church. I wonder Mm. if we're a little oversaturated and maybe the way for us to come together is for us to actually come together. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. It, it seems like a massive problem and obviously God cares for his, his church and he's in control, but something's got to shift you know i think it just i mean i think it shifts or goes back to like how kind of like the birth of america Hmm. came like and just because of that and just um the colonization Mm -hmm. of um of america like in that there has been so many different like um religions or different sects sects mm-hmm. of Christianity has come out of that. And so now it just doesn't look like we're 
congruent in our language. Interesting. But if you look at other religions, you can tell like they're on board. Like if you look at someone who is a practicing Muslim, like you can tell like for the most part, they have the same ide- ideology. You know exactly what they're doing, exactly what they're practicing. They are all on the same page. But when you look at Christianity, there's just so many hmm. different <laughs> beliefs within that. And so I think it's been something hard for people to follow. It's like, well, this Christian says they believe in doing this and this one doesn't. So which hmm. one is it? And then I think people get can get lost and discouraged in that. And it's like, well, you guys don't even know what you actually believe. Hmm. Um I don't know what the question was, <laughs> but like no, that's, that's just um, observation I've noticed, like especially this year. It's like, dang, like what are where are we going wrong with like not going wrong with Christianity, but like why isn't our message consistent mm-hmm. um, as someone of a different religion? Because you can tell like their message is consistent, but I think um, because of the different. Um, beliefs within Christianity, it can be just really hard for people mm-hmm. to follow. Yeah. Man, that's that's interesting. I kind of want to do some more research yeah. on that. <laughs> like how how this even started in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because maybe if we know a gr- maybe if we understand the history of how it started, we yeah. can we can kind of reverse engineer it yeah. <laughs> and start to help heal it uh, a little bit, but uh was there anything else that kind of stood out to you from this past Sunday or maybe the series at large, you know, at whole, like anything that's, that's really been on kind of your mind as we, as we talk about exiles. Um, not really. I think it's very encouraging and convicting sometimes because sometimes you can see like a news article and you're like, what the heck? Hmm. Um, but it's being like, no, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a citizen of God. I'm mm-hmm. a citizen of the kingdom first. I think once you put like that into practice, first Mm -hmm. then it's like okay like i can i don't have to like react in my flesh Mm -hmm. because it's really easy to do sure if someone cuts you off in traffic like i'm like you know what nope i am i'm a follower of the lord like i have to like (laughs) remind myself like this is something i have to do daily sure like paul says he dies daily like yeah to the cause of christ so it's like okay like i really have to put that into practice and remind myself of that daily like okay i am a citizen of the kingdom i am not like this all of this is temporary Hmm. and i have to model jesus in my life yeah practically on a day-to-day basis yeah that's good denira thanks so much for coming on i appreciate it pastor megan you're coming up next (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us for after the message to learn more about celebration church here in orlando you can follow us on social media under the handle at celebration or visit our website at celebrationorl.org